Hey, folks, welcome to United We Stand, podcast for Patriots. I'm your host, Mark, and the battle continues. The challenge is always upon us, man. We are Patriots, and we cannot rest. We are, man, it's an uphill battle, and uh, I'm really excited today because I got a great guest. He is a dear, dear friend. Um, I mean, the short of it is, is that when I moved to California, uh, I, you know, was out there and it wasn't until I found this guy that I realized that I actually had a friend and, and he was my first friend I met out in California. We're talking over close to 30 years now and he, uh, he's still a dear friend today and he is a, he was, do I say former Marine or he's just a, he was a Marine, served in Iraq war and this is my friend, Chris. What's going on, buddy? How you doing, Mark? Once a Marine, always a Marine. That's how it goes. That's the way I figured. It's not like you were a former Marine. You are a Marine, man. That's, that's There's no former Marine. The only former Marines, if there are any, are those who are discharged dishonorably. There you go. Thanks for the correction. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Well, you know, we, uh, we talk all the time, and we never stop talking. We, all, we share a lot of the same points of views. And, uh, and I had just turned him on to my podcast and I, and, and, uh, I think that, you know, it's an interesting story how we kind of grew together. I think Chris could even tell you that, um, you know, I, I did, I had a lot of views that were kind of were on the left and I used to have heated debates with Chris all the time. And, but here's the thing that was interesting about it. We were heated. We really expressed each other's points of views. But we have been, it never, ever affected the friendship. And that's what I, I've always appreciated about it. It's like we, it just made the friendship deeper. And in a highly polarized society like today, and people just can't even, you can't even have debates without someone just thinking to the worst of you. Uh, I've been always grateful for the, for the debates and, and the conversations you and I have, man. Well, I, I just want to correct something, though. I never thought you were on the left, quote unquote. You were just liberal in certain areas, but um, it was because you were very well read. I think you were very knowledgeable about all your opinions and your basis of what you were stating. I don't think you were a leftist. To me, a leftist is someone who's anti-American. It's someone who wants us to become more of a mm. conformist to a European belief or ideology. And I don't think that any of us are that who really are true patriots. And the reason I'm on this, I've never done any of this, is because I like where you're going with it. And I think there's more of us who want to be heard versus being directed by what mainstream media is projecting. Yeah, and that's what this has all been about. I mean, Chris, my whole podcast has been came out of a frustration. Like, I can't stand listening to these um, th- these leftists up there and uh, just the propaganda, just pushing – this drivel out into the into the public as it's coming across as fact and i i got to the point where i'm like this is crazy i gotta i I just gotta get an outlet to have this to to, you know and for others like yourself to come on here and say no we're not standing for this you're telling us lies and i have these debates all the time even with members of my family who think that really the media is really completely lying are they really you know misinforming you yeah (laughs) wholeheartedly especially the mainstream media and I know you can believe, you know, I know you feel the same way about that. I do. And I know we were talking about this earlier, but now that we're on your podcast, um, you look at what Hitler had. He had a propaganda minister who basically was employed to convince a people of his beliefs versus facts. And I don't even care if it's mainstream media. You have to be careful about how you listen to. And I always told you back in the past, Mark, when I listened to facts about the war we're in, whether it was you know, the current situation or previous, I'd rather listen to military advisors or people in the military versus some Ken doll who was employed and paid to look good in front of a camera and recite what his boss told him to say. Right. And I thought education was more important than opinion. And the things that we're doing right now is really more important than ever as has been, except for the beginning of this nation itself. This is not a country, it's an idea. So what are we doing to prolong that idea? Are we going to let people who got a lot of money and born into a college-funded lifestyle dictate how we live our lives versus those who work, the working class who bust their ass and want to be left alone? So I don't even really vote for Republicans, per se, as much as I'm conservative. I vote for less government. That's it. And that's, that's part of why I think what you're doing is perfect. Yeah, right. You 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 believe in the uh, the freedom of the individual to 
choose what he or she wants to do with their lives and how they go about doing it. Obviously within limits of not harming anyone else. And that's why you have a government that it's supposed to, like someone said, I heard it said best, like a government's like a referee. Just, you know, you get on the court and you guys, let's just, let's play the game uh, and go. Uh, and someone said, well, if you, and if you have a dispute, go look at hockey, let them, let them fight it out and then push them apart, which I kind of like that, that analogy someone said. It's like, it should be like a referee. And, um, you know, that's, that's where all the regulations come in. And that's why I, you know, I've been for this president and, and reluctantly at first because I saw what he was doing. He's reducing regulation. He's, he's, he's bringing back, I thought, which was the essence of what this country was about. Let people do what they want. Let them be free. Let them have individual choices. Let them be prosperous if they want to, right? Let's get them off. The, you know, the government is not here to solve all your problems. It's unfortunate that, you know, they'd use it as such. Now, I, I, I do know that, you know, you were telling me that, you know, you were really into um, you know, you followed the, the facts of the day and you were really, really into this, but you got so frustrated just because you had so many fights and so many arguments with people because, you know, obviously you lived in California, man. <laughs> uh, it's it's kind of interesting. Both of us lived in California for so long and that is the hotbed of just, you know, leftist thinking. And uh, you, you said you got to the point right now, you're like, you know, I, I don't really, I'm not too much following the news, but you know, you've, your opinions have not changed throughout, you know, can you, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So it's funny. You say I lived in California. Well, I moved to Massachusetts and holy hell, it's worse. <laughs> I mean, I have a truck that's got a six inch lift kit and I'm told it's illegal. So all of a sudden I drive a criminal. I don't even understand that mentality. And when people say that it's important to have government, that's the kind of thing that makes me say, no, I disagree. I understand we need to have a emergency rescue system in the country, a strong military. Um, but I'm not a fan of taxation and all these different social programs that say, well, you've made enough money, give it to the others. I don't agree with that. I never, ever carried a weapon hoping that someone else would take my money because I was more successful and give it to some crackhead laying around saying that no one cares about them. That, I know that's an extreme statement I just made, but that's really how I feel. Um, I don't interfere with what you do. I don't care what you do personally, but don't try to say I can't have a truck or I can't flush a toilet with a certain kind of flusher, all that stuff, a certain light bulb. What does it lead to? And it all comes down, in my opinion, that socialism is the introduction to communism. It's the birth egg. So if you give the government enough power to say, we're just going to take from here and give here and there to those who have less, once they have enough people on their side to realize that they are that person who puts the milk in a bowl on a stray cat porch, that's what happens to the people who vote for them. That right. is the person who puts the milk in that bowl. I don't want anybody controlling a society that way through lies and deceit. That's just me. Yeah, it's a lot of people too, and I and I and I, I, I think you see that behavior really right now with this pandemic. You know, with these lockdowns. I mean, it's it's these these tyrannical liberal governors of the blue states that, with the information they have, with the data showing this is on decline, they just want to push these lockdowns further. Uh, you know, and test the people's will. And I'm being just kind right now because I've said this in, in previous podcasts. Um, you know, that you have to go where they now they're pushing this whole agenda with masks. And we were just talking about that a little while ago about the masks. It is. Uh, and, and people think that, well, you know, it's a pandemic. They can do this. Well, you know, even even, uh, you know, William Barr says, you know, yeah. OK, with with you know, the government does have certain abilities when there's, you know, health issues. But now we're seeing an overreach. You know, it's like, where's that balance? You don't get to roll back civil liberties just at will. You can't, you know, say that you can go, you can go to a Home Depot, you can wait in line um, at a Home Depot, but you can't go to a church. You know, it makes absolutely no freaking sense. You know, how you can say you can go get an abortion, but, you know, you can't go to a restaurant and eat. It's funny you say that because it's not just blue states. There are red states that have fallen into this, quote unquote, fear. To me, fear is ignorance. Um, that he can tie into anything from racism to war ideology to beliefs as to why we do what we do. Fear is simply ignorance. And a lot of people are afraid because mm. the media told them to be afraid. Mm -hmm. There's no facts. 
there's too many people who are not listening to doctors. Again, forgive me, but they're listening to the Ken doll or the Barbie doll in front of the camera on channel two who looks good that everybody wants to like because they're good looking. But yet they're ignorant. They're stupid. And I'm sorry. That's very hateful. But I'm exhausted from it all. I'm pretty much saying, yeah, they're dumbasses. Well, you know, you, you hit something that I said on one of the podcasts. I, you know, again, a member of my family didn't believe that. Well, how are you going to – how do you get the – how does it – the you know, if these conspiracy things are happening, how do you get the economy to come to a standstill? I go, it's easy. You use the media as a tool and you push the fear. And the fear, you ha then you can control people because you get them to believe anything. And that's what I – the, the, you know, I've, I'm, that's what I'm trying, you know, and I, you know, you agree with me on this. The media is just pushing the fear. And so with, with using these talking heads and also these doctors, so to speak, these health professionals, you know, these health professionals that I have shown are so in bed with big pharmaceutical companies and they're just, you know, let's say one thing one moment, you know, Dr. Fauci says masks are useless. And now all of a sudden, well, you know, it's not so bad. And then he's wearing one. What's, what's really at work here? It's like you have to be a critical thinker and look past all this. Yeah, these Ken dolls, these health professionals. I'm listening to doctors all online. I mean, that's, I'm going independent media and countless doctors saying, this is, this is not right. This is, first of all, you know, hydroxychloroquine works. We've been using it. Why all of a sudden am I getting a letter from the state like, be careful you know, when you're prescribing this, because it could be, uh, you know, deemed as a possible issue, you know, and a doctor, I was just watching that 10 minutes before I got on the phone with you. She was like, we've been prescribing it for the pregnant women. We've been prescribing it for other things for years. And all of a sudden now we can't do it. There's well, this is crazy. Cause I mean, I'm a little, I'm going to divert a little bit, but I, as I said earlier, and I'm sorry, I shouldn't do that because no one else heard it. But, um, I said, if I had a big wish, to be granted. Of course, we always say, I wish I had a billion dollars, but okay, whatever. I wish that truth was prominent. And I think that the people that you and I love that we quarrel with, we wouldn't even be quarreling with if truth was a factual point that had to exist. In other words, if everybody knew the truth about everything, I'm not just talking about COVID, I'm talking about why we go to war, who did what and why we went to war, what we do about taking care of ourselves, how much government we need, etc. I think that everybody in this country, as smart as we are, because there's a lot of people on the left I disagree with, but they're very intelligent people. But emotions drive their decisions. And that might even pertain on both sides. But here's where I stand. If truth was so factually in front of everything, this would be the best country ever. It would not be a divided nation. So I know that's wishful thinking, but it's really that complication that makes me so upset about walking around in this country trying to figure out who I'd have my back with or who I'd have to take out. And that sounds brutal, but that's the way a Marine thinks because I don't understand those who want to undermine everything we've worked centuries for to become the greatest nation in this great world. But now I don't know who's got our back anymore on half of this country. And it's, it's killing me. Yeah, you, 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 man, I, I love that you said that. Like, you, you just don't understand why and who's behind trying to undermine this country and this ideal that we hold, that we love. And that's why I, I say it's a podcast of patriots. And, you know, I don't get it either. You know, I, I mean, I have a theory, and I've mentioned this before, and I don't want to get into that. It's not about this, but you're right. It's like the, the people used to go, like, I used to say this to my mom when I was, when I was younger. You know, you know, back in California, you know, she used to just listen to the news and news and, you know, she would ask me questions and I go and I'm like, mom, stop. That's wrong. Just please, you know, don't listen to the news. You know, they, it, it's, it's just misleading. And, you know, cause they always say, well, how are you doing out there? Are you okay. It's really dangerous. I'm like, it's not that bad. Trust me. I mean, you know, they get so worried, of course, that your parents and, uh, and you love that about them, but there were other things too. And I said, you know, mom, I think I understand why you, um, you know, you listen to the news so much because you kind of grew up in a time where the news anchors were trusted sources like Walter Cronkite and uh, um, I forget the other guy's name. Good night and good luck. Uh, um, uh, 
Anyway, and, and there were and others of the, her time, and they were trusted, and you went to them every night, and they gave you an unvarnished – Dan Rather. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Rather not. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah and um, – some humor on this podcast. Leave us alone. You got to have some humor. I get it. Um, we have a lot of humor. But, you know, and I, and I think that's the case. You know, I, I think that, yeah, the media has gone so far politicized, and it's run by, you know, corporations – I mean, and there was a movie that was out, you know, and there's, there's proof that it's CIA has been involved in the news for, you know, decades called the Operation Mockingbird. You know, um, it, it's about controlling the narrative. They're not reporting anything. You know how many people have been talking about this? Like they just want to, they don't like it, especially when someone else controls the narrative. They want to be able to tell you what to think. Right. Wait, yeah. so you know what's cool? And, right. and this is true. This is just happening from us talking. It used to be a source of information, and now you pointed out it's a narrative. It's yeah. almost like the news is now a book that you read versus someone pointing out facts or truth. So you have a director, if you will, who runs this multi-million dollar organization who says, this is how we're going to persuade people to think versus, hey, let's give them the story and let them process on their own. Sadly, too many people... Mm -hmm want to be led rather than to think for themselves. And that might make me sound like an elitist, but I don't mean it that way. I can tell you that decisions come from depth of understanding why we do what we do. As a Marine, I can tell you right now, you don't just go, hey, this guy said there's five guys in that bush over there, rush it. I got to know why I got to rush this with five other guys that I might put to death if I do it wrong. So a lot of people do not analyze why they do what they do they just hear something and get excited by it and say oh i heard this and then they speak like they're the knowledgeable individual who knows things but where did they get their resources if we all found out who we quoted their background how reliable would it really be mm -hmm. yeah well I, and i'd give people a i, I would even give people a, a, a you know the uh, uh, uh what do you call it uh, I'm going I'm gonna, to I'm gonna kind of give a little favor of the doubt on this one. I think that, yeah, there are people out there that, of course, would just want to be told what to do. But I also think the media has been so good at telling them that they just, to kind of research all the material, look, I just did the Joe Biden thing. Well, well look, um, so and <laughs> change the subject. Uh, I think what happens is with, with, uh, with news is they'll give you, a, and they're so crafty with this they'll give you a nugget of truth in there yeah you're right about that but then they'll go off and just do something that just completely obliterates it and then changes the narrative and so most people don't have the time nor they want to have the effort to research all of this look at the backstory of all of this and most of the time i don't either you know but i can you you you, you kind of read it for so long and you see okay this is just not right i was just i was just watching that press conference and they did not do that that was not the interpretation so well, the same way i'm sorry yeah go ahead the same way that people buy frozen dinners because they don't have time to cook is the same reason people put on the news and think that's information. Right. Well, like I said, it used to be a trusted source and it's just, it's gotten so polarized slowly and it's look, it's the conglomeration of these, all these media companies that own like six corporations own them all now. That's it. And do you really think you have a choice? God, no. Right. I mean, think about it. There's Fox two, there's Fox three, there's Fox four, there's FX two, there's FX three. It's like, how much power do you need? How much control do you need? I mean, it's one of the things that I, I mean, forgive me, this is going to be a little odd for the majority of your listeners, but I'm an extreme underground metalhead guy. Okay. And what happened in my whole life, even to today, you had to mail for cassettes to hear things. I mean, at one point I got a cassette about a band called Metallica. Now look at them. Mm -hmm. But the thing is the radio does the different thing. They tell you what to like. They say, this is who we think is good. Yes. You will listen. And that's what the media does. So I basically parlayed my entire life on how I choose what I'm interested in, not by people telling me what I should like, but by discovering it on my own, i.e. when it comes to news and media, I need to figure out what's realistic and what pertains to the things that I value as an American versus what somebody said I should do to be an American. That's a great point. That's, that is a, a, a perfect example of something that I was, I, I was telling, tell some the other day. I said, look, all I did was do some research and this is the information I found out about 
you know, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, vaccines, coronavirus patents, Dr. Fauci involved. And when I did the research, I'm like, these guys are in bed together. That's why they're pushing a vaccine. Yep. And that's why they don't want hydroxychloroquine to work. That's why they want this, this to prolong this. They got hundreds of millions of dollars in these vaccines that are coming out and they're pushing them and they're talking about them. Do you think money makes people predictable? <laughs> it doesn't make them reliable. And, right. and, and, and I, I mean, but they don't want to give you that information. It's like, I, I tell people this, oh, you think they're all in on it. Brother, just go look into it. It's, it's, this is public information. You got to dig it a little bit. And again, who are they to say based on any values? I don't even care if they said 10 to 1, this is what we should do. What about that one? Those people should be excluded? That's the problem I have. The government should, should not ever have the right to dictate what works for anybody. It should be about what you do to take care of your family. And that's one of the things that bothers me is when the government starts stepping in, they scream publicly that they care about your kids, but they really don't. They're making statements to get elected or to have power. But where is it that it's important that half of those people or even nine-tenths of them are important, but the other are not? Right. That's where I get frustrated. Well, I know you get frustrated at a lot of things, um, <laughs> and you're really cool at keeping it together. Um, well, on this thing I am, but not <laughs> Normally, no. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, uh, I love that you sent me a picture recently. And do you want to you want to mention that? Um, which picture was that? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, your friend holding a, a flat Trump flag. Okay, yeah, I can't mention who because I need yes, to protect and I don't it. Want to mention but, either. but it's somebody who is associated with a very powerful entertainer. But they basically have been going to the rallies in Michigan because they are sick and tired of as we call Governor Whitless, telling people what they should do. And she says, regardless of what the protesters say, I'm going to do what I want. She's not listening to the people who put her in office. That is a power trip. That is someone who thinks she knows more than the average person. That kind of thing is a dictatorship. That is what we do not need in this country. And those of you who vote and support that, shame on you. I, I can tell you right now, as somebody who carried a rifle for this country, I would easily say you are my enemy. That's it. I'm sorry that's cold, but that's how I feel. No, that is – I'm glad you said that. And it's kind of like what, what I told you earlier. I said I think we're at a time right now. It's like you have to make a choice. We're seeing this, these light – not even a light. It's bold authoritarianism being put into place by these um, you know, tyrants. They want to tell you what to do and how to do it, and the science is saying otherwise. Right? There's no reason for it. And, and people that want to relinquish their rights for that, well, then you go ahead, but don't tell me what to do. And don't tell me that I'm a conspiracy theorist because it's because it, this isn't fiction anymore. This is real. You know, this, is, this is coming to our revolution. And I'm kind of being a little uh, overdramatic. No, I'm not, I don't think I am at no, all. No, I don't think so. I, I believe we are being tested right now to kind of to choose sides that way. And so you're, Mark, real quick, I'm stepping on you, but you're just being passionate. It's not overly dramatic. I think that you're very passionate. I've known you for, like you said, almost 30 years, and you've always been very deep about the things that affect you. And the reason that you're doing this podcast, and then you invited me and I was not shy about it, I have the same passion. And I'm hoping that more people take that passion that they sit in their house with and project it outwardly through votes, through statements, not violence, but through change. That's what we need to do. Yeah, I believe we can do this without one bullet being thrown. And I, and I said this to you earlier that I, when I, when I, and, and how it's done, when I hear these sheriffs in these counties all, all across the nation going, we are not executing your, your, your uh, tyrannical laws. We are not executing your uh, executive orders. Uh, and, and infringing on people's civil liberties. That's how it's done. Uh, you, don't have to, you don't have to shoot one bullet. And I mean, truly that. I you know, would love for us to do this nonviolently, and it can. And when you start pushing us, well, I'm sure there's a lot of, you can tell me, bro, there's, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of military people who will not allow this to happen, right? Yeah, I can tell you right now, if I was told to, I guess, shoot people because they refuse to wear a mask. I guess I would have to stand against the government before against the people. Right. 
Yeah, I think I've asked. And I don't so think the majority of those who have the wherewithal about being leaders would allow that anyways. I think that, again, the media is going to project those who cheerlead their, I guess, objective versus how many of us are frustrated. And I don't think that means those of us who are quote-unquote conservative are against protecting those from COVID. The reality is there's a lot of misinformation. The facts aren't spelled out. And a lot of us are under a tyrannical subjection of do what I say or else. And I can't be like that. And it's, it's really sad because in some states or even cities or counties, you get a $1,000 fine for not doing what you're told, even if you're just by yourself. And that's why I applaud what you just said. And you've said it on your other podcast about these sheriffs who come forward and say, I'm not enforcing this BS because that's not what America's about. We're all about respecting each other, but don't tell us what we do in our own home and our own backyard. I can't walk my dog in the front yard, etc. That's all bull crap. And that is where people need to realize this is the government testing the waters of how much they can take control. And if you don't think that's true, that's your fault. They just got, they're just not understanding how history works. And this is, this is not nothing new. Uh, they just don't think it could happen in this country. I mean, that's just my, my, my thinking on that. It's fact. Go, go and study, and not you, Mark, but like, and I'm probably half the people listening to this are on our side, so we're preaching to the choir. Right. But research the Civil War. Research all the things, World War II, the Korean War, et cetera. Look at Vietnam. How forgotten are so many of our brave soldiers who did everything in the world Regardless if you could say, oh, they were 18, they didn't know. Don't insult them. Half of them joined. One of the greatest stories I ever got, I used to live in PA, and I was near Gettysburg, and I went to Gettysburg, and I, I went there many times. One of my favorite stories ever, and forgive me for taking this over, but here's the thing. You had to be 18 to serve as a soldier. And back then, it wasn't women like today, and there's nothing wrong with women serving the military. Back then, it was all men. But what happened is, you had to be 18. There were many accounts of these brave young men, and I say young because they were under 18, who would take a piece of paper and write the number 18 on it and put it in their boot. And when they went to sign up, they were asked, are you over 18 or under 18? And they would look at that little piece of paper and they said that they were over 18 because they were standing on it because they wanted to fight for the liberties of this nation. That's a true story. Where is that patriotism today? We have kids that are proud to say they'd flee to Canada before defending this country. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I have a complete problem with Antifa, that whole George Soros. Oh, don't even give me there. We should do this a whole nother story. I, I, I want you to go. I'm, I'm, unleashing, I'm unleashing you right now, the Kraken. Go for it, man. Antifa, to me, is – that's where I'm in favor of violence. I'm sorry, but that is the enemy. That is Nazism within our nation, within the world. They are no different. And they claim to be against fascism, but they are truly fascists. It's the most hypocritical movement. Whenever I see a guy, and this, I'm probably going to lose all credibility about what I'm about to say. If I see a guy with a man bun, I hate you. I'm sorry. That's where I'm at. <laughs> because you're generally going to be Antifa, and I think you're going to wear a tight shirt with your little veiny muscles, and I think I hate you. Sorry about that, but that's where I'm at. No, you don't have to be sorry for it, man. You've, you've seen and you know too many people that sacrifice their lives for this country to protect it and honor it. And for people to come in in this country, grow, you know, go through the school system and come out and spit on it and try to burn the flag in public yes. and claim that we are a racist nation and it would just colonialism and capitalism sucks. Are you kidding me? You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> capitalism. Those who cre the, those who condemn it are cashing in on it. Like to me, the biggest scumbag is your Michael Moore type people. 
your Bill Mars. These guys all criticize capitalism, but they're making a great living on capitalism, and that's what they do. And I know I'm getting a little more emotional than factual, but that's really how I feel. These things lead me into discouragement because I dig that they have the ability to say what they need to say. However, what I don't dig is the ignorant people who think they are smart and saying good things. That's, again, to go back where I said it would be so cool if truth was the only format in the world because everybody would say, hey, you know what's cool in America? These douchebags can say this shit, but they're wrong. But we don't have that ability. Well, yeah, and look, I mean, I'm all for free. I want freedom of speech too, but when it's, when it's now it's being used as a tool of deception by the so-called information networks, we have an issue. This is like you just said in the beginning. You, you, know, you said to me, you know, that's why you should, everyone should go to the Museum of Tolerance for that very reason. To see the deception that the, the Germans were under with their media, how they were kind of swayed into it by the deception of the news organizations. And to not think that that kind of tactic is not happening here. We know it's happening here. We know that's being used, this tool. Proven. It's fact. And it's sad. And again, it goes on both parties. I'm, not, I'm never going to be a cheerleader for one side. I am not an extremist on anything. Right. I will say this in case those of you listening can't figure me out. I am pro-military, anti-tax, and anti-big government. It doesn't, that doesn't necessarily make me a hardcore right-winger or whatever you want to call me. I just don't understand those who want those things. How do you stand before a college kid who got elected because he had money and say, thank you, take taxes from those who are successful? That destroys the ideology of this nation. And so that alone bothers me. And then to have people on the left scream about how they support our troops, but they don't believe in what they're doing, that makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. And therefore, I cannot get behind anybody who does not support the mission of our troops. It's just not right. Yes, completely agreed. I completely agree. And I, wanna, I wanted to get your opinion, if you don't mind talking about it, I'm going to ask you this. What do you th- what's your take on President Trump? Do you think he's doing a great thing? Do you think he's working on it? Do you think, you know, is he flawed? Uh, do you think he has the country's uh, will at heart? Is he supporting the military? What's your take on it? So your diehard fans will probably not like me for this I, I, don't, I haven't heard one COVID speech by him. I don't even follow politics. As Mark prefaced in the beginning, I already know where I stand as an American or as a human. But here's the thing. All the years of the left calling us names and bickering and saying that, oh, my gun-toting, religious, God-fearing douchebag and all this stuff. Well, guess what? He's never been a hardcore right-winger. He's just stating he's pro-American. I dig what he does. It's not professional when we do the name calling, but the left has been doing it for so long. Finally, someone who's quote unquote conservative, and I know he's not literally conservative, is doing it and they can't understand it. They can't deal with it on the left. Mm. So I support what he does in reference to the financial status of this country. I think he's a great businessman. It's been proven. Doesn't matter. I know he was born into a couple of bucks, but he did a lot more with it than most of us would have. Yeah. How do you take two hundred thousand dollars and take, make it into three billion? Go right. try that. Yes. Right. So I can't critique any of that. So I guess you asked me a question, and I'm kind of diverting. But here's the thing: I do support him, and if you look at who's been up against him, they would do nothing close to what he's done. And I don't think that it's really reasonable to point out the little nuisances like. He said something about this person or that person that was hurtful, wah, wah, wah. I don't get that. He's doing something for the country. And, and if you're going to judge him through COVID, that's, that's as dumb as you can get because nobody has ever had a playbook on COVID. And the one thing I admire about him through COVID is he is not listening to the media. He's listening to medical advisors and trying to give each state the independence that this country was founded on. He's not telling anything to, I mean, anyone in this country, you better do this or else. He's letting the states dictate their way, but he is saying, I disagree when they're being over the top, such as Michigan. Right, right. So I do support him. 
Um, I'll be honest with you, the last president that I was really, really into was Reagan. Um, I went and saw him speak when I was 12 years old at the Sears Plaza in Lincoln Park, Michigan. Um, it's not because he's quote unquote a Republican. I just think the guy was the real deal. And, and I'll even go into Clinton. I think Clinton had a lot of great positions, but the socialist side I wasn't into, but he was more American then. If he ran today, he'd have to run as a Republican. So I know I got drifted away from your question about Trump, but it goes into who do we have to run our country? Who would be better than Trump at this point? There's nobody there that I think would be better than Trump. <laughs> you have my full. You have my full permission to go off on a tangent. Just let you know. Um, I, I think what I what I try to tell anyone that I have arguments with, especially my family, that disagree with me. I said you. It's not about what Trump says. It's all about what he does. However, you have to look at what's surrounding the gate of what wants to get power. Look at what they who they are. Look at these people. They 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 scream about Kavanaugh, but then they quiet when it came to Biden. They're, they want to end free speech. They want to curtail it. They want to destroy this country. And it's kind of like, that's why I want Trump there because no one else is keeping these guys at bay. And it's the reason why I believe they're, the media is vehemently just full throttle against him because they are in lockstep with the Democratic Party, DNC, that want to completely change this country. And Trump is in the way. Uh, he is not playing the game. He is not allowing them to. You're not getting rid of free speech. I'm all for the gun rights. I don't believe in this climate hoax that you're trying to push. You're trying to push this green energy BS, uh, which is actually – I mean I haven't even gone into that podcast yet, and I'm going to. Um, CO2. I mean are they out of their freaking mind? They are. And, and he's saying no, and they're not playing by his game. They're like, he gets us out of the Paris Climate Accords. Great. He's like, I'm not, why are we paying for this? We're paying the bulk of the bills. Someone looking out for America. And that's why I will – go ahead. Listen, I want to say this. I hope you invite me on another podcast because I think we have we're, – we're all over the place right now. And there's a lot of topics we can yeah. cover. But I will say this. Um, I don't even think that the quote-unquote left – and I don't really like categorizing as much as we are, but it's how it works. But I don't think they want to destroy the country. It's, again, those who are ill-informed. I wish the truth – had to be projected for decisions to be made. And it's, again, I think the voting booths would not be tainted by corruption and misconception if truth was prominent. So I'm not saying I'm against you on any. Listen, 95% of everything you say I'm with, 5% is not that I think you're wrong. It's, it's my confusion about why people do what they do. And I really, really, really wish that people would wake up and understand that if you are taking somebody by the hand who you've never met and letting them lead you into a dark room, it's very likely something bad is going to happen. So why not wake up and follow your own intuitiveness, your own intelligence, and figure out what's right versus being told what's right. And this is why it's important that you're doing this, Mark. Um, you know, I, I never wanted to be on a podcast. I'm not that guy. But now, and you're not even famous yet. I mean, you know, we got Adam Sandler. and I mean, not Adam Sandler. Adam Carolla and, and uh, um, what's Rogan. his name? Yeah, Joe Rogan. These guys lead this stuff. We're 7 billion miles behind them, or you are. And, and I don't mean that as an insult, but it'd be cool if enough people would realize they want to hear this. Uh, you know, I really think, that, honestly, uh, if true people listen to my podcast, it's kind of like what you say about your music. If one person listens to my music, then I'm successful. And I, I don't think – I think this is a political podcast, so it's just going to be – uh, polarizing. Some people are going to freaking hate it and they say that this guy doesn't know what he's talking about and some people are going to love it. So it's never going to be the likes of Joe Rogan or Corolla because they, they play the middle, you know? Um, but, you know, you did say something I, I wanted to kind of mention is that you're right. If, if, if truth existed and you let people make their own decisions, that would be a great thing. But of course, that's not what authoritarianism is. That's not what you said in the beginning, like socialism leads to communism. When I say people want to destroy this country, and I have to be clear, I shouldn't say they want to destroy with the element of freedom of speeches, 
the life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the ability to make your own decisions. I think it's they want to transform it to their authoritarian viewpoint of bringing this socialism to communism and to like, because power begets power, because these people want power, and they want to tell you what to do, and you're seeing it uh, you're seeing it around the country in these examples, in these microcosms of these places, of these people. Like, this is what they want to do. They want to dictate to you how to live. This is very close to communism, authoritarianism. It's why they're being called out, especially on the news, why they're siding with China. Why did Twitter, they want to censor conservative voices, but they're okay with pro-China content. And China is authoritarianism. I've always said that that's the model they want to get to because the people in power will get to stay in power because they don't have to freaking work hard for the, their money. That They could just go into politics and stay there for life. And um, so that's what I mean about destroying the country. They, don't want to destroy, they want to destroy the ideal of what it was founded on and then alter it to this freaking mess of an authoritarian regime that they want to create that i mean no but what i want to do is to sell your podcast i want to let you all know that we're not always going to be political mark and i are really good about talking about how relationships suck so stay tuned <laughs> but anyways i will tell you that you're right um but i don't think it's a destroy country mission i just think that again it's about ignorance and a lot of people when you say you're ignorant think that it's an insult as if you're calling them stupid those are two different words ignorance is uneducated and I guess the reason we're trying to do this, or at least we are doing this, more importantly, you are doing this and you invited me to be a part of it, is to try to bring people on board and say, hey, let's not be hateful and want to shoot these people. Let's talk about why they don't understand. And I don't mean, hey, let's be placating to our ideology or let's not be condescending to say, we're so right, screw you. But discussion, have conversations. Try to understand why people think as they do. Not that we have the energy or the time for it, but I think we owe it to the people we're trying to say, hey, let's save this country because we want you to understand why we are passionate for saving this country. And that's where I feel what you're doing, Mark, and the people that we like, like a Mark Levin, a Dennis Prager, et cetera. Yeah, some people yeah. listen go, oh, they named those conservative guys. I'm out of here. But think about what they say. I mean, I'm, I'm a guy who used to call myself an atheist, but because of Dennis Prager, I don't like being called an atheist because how radical that group is. I still have doubts in God, but I'm not a Satanist or evil. But Dennis Prager made me think differently through honest discussion. Yes. So why can't we do this here? Agreed. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think you're right. It's, it's about having conversations. And when you said that about talking with people, I'm finding having conversations with people that are my friends, supposedly my friends, are my friends, and that are on the left, that the first thing I have a conversation with about, they'll just name call the president and go into it and they get all emotional. And I try to have a conversation and it just gets emotional when I'm talking over each other. And I even said to my friend of mine, I'm like, look, I got an idea. Let's have a discussion about this. I'll talk for two minutes. You talk for two minutes. We'll bring up a point. So we'll have a we'll have a, a nice argument and debate based on that. And my friend said to me, "I just, we should just just not talk about it anymore." <laughs> and I was like, "All right." And then I thought about it. I'm like, "No, that's not what a friendship is. I want to be able to have these discussions, whether we that's defeatism." Yeah, and I even sent them an email. I'm like, "Look, man, I'm not okay with that." I, people in my life, I have conversations with like you, we get down, we, we, we go layers deep into stuff and want to know. And, and if I'm wrong, you can correct me and I'll agree. You've corrected me thousands of times. Like you're right. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I, I it bothered me that a friend didn't want to do that. And it's kind of strained the relationship at least. Well, this is, I mean, I hope this doesn't destroy your agenda as who you are as a person, but for all of you listening, Mark and I were a little, uh, on the disagreements of <laughs> a lot of things at one point. Mark was never a leftist. Mark had liberal ideologies at one point when he was in his 20s, but most people do too. But we used to debate without war. We would have deep discussions, and the position I am today is how I've always been because, you know, I was raised that way. It doesn't mean I'm right or wrong. It's just how I've seen things. But Mark always made me think, even when I disagreed, because of his ability to have an intelligent conversation. And I, I, won't, I can't say where I work and what I do, 
but I have to do investigations that require an open mind. Mm -hmm. And it determines somebody's ability to feed their family. And I got to tell you, it changed my perspective as much as I want to be, I don't want to say hateful, but really despising of those who disagree of the country that I love. Um, so I guess I'm diverting back to what I said to circle back around to what you just said. Um, you have to be able to listen before you critique. Because what we're frustrated with as quote-unquote conservatives, pro-American, etc., we need to listen just like we ask them to listen. They are not listening. So let's be above that. Let's listen and have an, an, an intelligent conversation and not just go F you and all that like they do to us. And, and that's where we – I don't want to say win because it's not about winning. It's about having a, I guess – a good level of understanding of why we disagree. And that's where you can determine why it's important to be who you are as an American versus somebody who doesn't want to be who we've been as America. And, and this is the thing that I love about what Mark's doing. And I'm very happy he invited me on this because who am I to have an opinion that someone listens to? I feel very privileged to be listened to right now. Well, your, so, opinion, your, your voice and opinion means a lot to me. And I you, you said something that I wanted to comment on, and that was – Go for it. Yeah, to have discussions. And here's what I, I find so polarizing. It's so – when you have – you can have a discussion with people who want to listen and have a conversation. What I'm finding with certain people, within, in my experience, that you come across people who just – they don't love the ideology of America. They really do believe that like, the Bernie Sanders and the socialism is a good thing. And you can never come to an agreement about that. I mean, I wonder if those kind of conversations are possible, especially with people, you know, men with hair buns. <laughs> you know, how do you, you – you're not going to have a conversation. They're not going to agree. They'll think that America sucks. It's the way it is. Capitalism's never the answer. You know, they'll listen to Bernie Sanders and the billionaires are taking everything um, and they're buying all the politics. You know, you, it's like, okay, how are we going to ever get past anything? Because <laughs> Listen, in all fairness, there's probably a guy with a man bun who knows that <laughs> Joe kicked my ass for saying that. But here's the thing. Um, there's a lot of different factions to what we are talking about. And I hope everybody has an open mind. Mark and I are a little bit open-minded about being goofy. We're not trying to target anybody. We're pretty hardcore about our beliefs, yes. But we're not really trying to say that all of you who fall into the one state we met, it means you're that. We're just trying to have a discussion here. And I think what's healthy is that we all have these discussions. And one of the things on my job is to be positive through a discussion, even if you disagree. And there have been people who I disagree with who made me think differently, not about what I think America is, but about just thinking about what we're doing. And I'm going to lead into this, Mark. I'm sorry, but um, I'm not a fan of Bono from U2. Overall, he's on the left. But a long time ago, when people were fighting each other in this country after 9-11, when they decided they first agreed with Bush going to war, and then all of a sudden someone told them that Bush is bad, Bono came forward and he said, you know, America's not a country, it's an idea. And it's really sad that everybody forgot that idea. Of course he's wrong to say everybody. But what he saw in the mainstream media was that everybody was forgetting. And that's why I say... I don't like the mainstream media because they portrayed the wrong image of what we patriots are feeling about this nation. And I'm pounding my chest and you can hear it, but that's why I get frustrated. Mm -hmm. A guy from another country had to point out where we were failing before we freaking pointed it out ourselves. That pisses me off. Right. 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 And it's an idea that wants to be changed to someone else's idea now. Yeah, you know, without our without our, without our participate participation, they just want us to obey and capitulate and listen. Don't listen to anyone else. We're giving you the information. Just make the choices. Just go get vaccinated. Go get your digital certificate. Okay, we know what's. Don't take hydroxychloroquine. We know what's good for you. Don't listen to the president. You know, the only non-American that I would listen to, and he is dead, is Churchill. Otherwise, leave me the f alone. <laughs> You know, you, 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 I'm going to lead into this. You know, you mentioned in the past to me, you know, I asked you about Trump, you know, things for America. 
and everyone is just up in arms about Trump. And then I point out to Obama about people, oh, don't wait. Well, that's Obama. That's not, don't bring up the Obama administration. I mean, you're, you were a Marine during Obama, and you even told me that they did not respect him because he was doing everything he could to weaken the country and sell us out. I mean, Marines want- turned their backs on him when he gave speeches. And listen, if you the read media his didn't two show books, that. Yeah, well, if you read his two books before becoming a president, while he was a, you know, a politician in the lower levels, if you will, all due respect to his hard work to become a politician, he badmouthed the Western civilization. His father hated us. Everything about what he was, if he would have been vetted, and this is, again, tying into where I said if truth was known, he would never been elected. No, I don't think he's a Muslim, and no, I'll blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to subscribe to that shit. But here's the deal. The guy hated our culture. He hated who we were. He did not like it. Him and Eric Holder convinced this country that we were racist all over again. And that's the problem I had with him. I don't even care about Obamacare. That was a big disaster that we don't even need to talk about. It's proven as his heart was in the right place. But again, that ties into the left. They feel good. They don't think good. And I don't care how pissed off you leftists listening to this thing. You guys are all about feeling good, not thinking good. Right. And that's why I can't stand y'all. Yes. Right. Yeah. I had a friend of mine, Tommy, he goes, well, I don't have insurance. You don't have insurance? I go, you're right. I don't have insurance either. Well, then why would you not want Bernie Sanders? I go, because I'm not about to change the whole economic system because I don't have insurance. And I said, well, let me tell you another thing. I had insurance at my jobs. I was able to get it until Obama passed Obamacare. And then all the businesses went, we can't afford to pay that. So they, <laughs> exactly. stopped, they stopped making you full time. It made it so hard for you. They, it, 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 it's hard for the businesses now to afford it. Most businesses. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I laugh at the unions because they supported that. And all of a sudden they had a dilemma on their hands and couldn't figure out how they couldn't get their fucking, oh, excuse my language, the dues. You probably yes. have to believe that. But the point is, it's pretty lame because the reality is, how do you force a nation to do something? And by the way, I can't name names, but my ex had independent health insurance. And after that shit kicked in, she lost it. Really? Yeah. And my, and I'm going to, a major company and when that shit kicked in my my insurance rates went up about 28 percent so i don't know why people think i'm supposed to pay for them because they're losers and i don't care get mad and go how do you call me a loser the majority of people who count on the government are losers i don't care i don't care what anybody says i'm not even a fan of social security that's a form of socialism. Right. I don't get in any of that. Take care of yourself. Save up for your retirement. Do what you need to do for your family. But do not say, hey, government, help me. The minute you depend on the government is the day you admit you're a weak person. Well, get this. I've had – you know what else someone said to me? Well, the military is a social – that's social institution. No. Nope. socialism. It's not. It's not. The initial initiation of the government – was to take care of the people through means that could not be done by the individual. Therefore, to have a military is to protect those from any invaders who come in and try to take away the things that we so worked hard for. So that's BS. Yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, the fire department, the police department, um, and then the military protect you where you can't protect yourself. And think about this. Those who hate the cops... Call them the minute they have a problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a big problem with this cop hating, um, you know, du jour thing that, would, you know, people are just getting into right now. Like, this is the thing of the day. Hate cops, disrespect them on the street. Never. I, you know, I even had a professor in college, like, even told me, like, you respect the police officer. Put both hands on the wheel, 10 and 2, and just ask questions. Be nice to them. Be cordial. That's all. Uh, and, and it was the best advice I ever got. And I always do that. I'm always respectful. And, and that's, and when I see people on the street going, what are you doing? You know, I'm not putting my window down. What do you want? This is illegal. Just no, no. And that's internet information. They see some douchebag who yells at a cop. I know my rights F you. And they do this whole thing. Yes. And then they say, look how mean cops are. But in the meantime, If you had a job and you went to somebody and said, hey, how are you today? F you, I hate you, and you start getting physical, 
what are you supposed to do? Correct. My boss is a retired cop. And I'm going to tell you, he's the most cordial guy I've ever met in my life. And in 21 years, he never killed anybody. So F these people that say cops are anti this and that, they don't wake up and go, you know what? I'm going to target this race or that race. That's BS. It's BS, and I'm sick and tired of it. Yeah, I, uh, you know, yeah, there's a, are there bad cops out there? Sure. Just there's like, bad people. There's so bad people. It doesn't matter your yes. job. There's a bad electrician who goes to your house and steals <laughs> yes. your purse. Yes, yes. There's bad people in every profession. I, uh, uh, c- correct, correct. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean all the cops are bad. It doesn't mean all, right, electricians or plumbers are bad if you had a few bad ones or, or all IRS agents are scum. So let me point something out, Mark. And I'm sorry, this is going to be really lame for most people who want intelligent discussion. Before 9-11 happened, a lot of you won't remember this. The entire country was focused on sharks were eating people going back to the early 1900s when Jersey Shore had shark attacks. So they were talking about all sharks need to be killed. That's the problem in this country. And 9-11 occurred. All of a sudden, the sharks weren't a bad thing. This shows you what happens with the focus of the media. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I know that's really a dumb analogy, but that really is true about how stupid our media is. Well, you, it's, it's like Larry Elder. You know who Larry Elder is, right? I he love gets, Larry. Yeah, he gets on there, and, uh, and, and, and it was on, he, when he was on Dave Rubin's show, The Rubin Report, and, it was the, and, and Dave Rubin talks about this when he had Larry Elder on. Like, it wasn't until Larry Elder came on when he, when he, became, when he went from leftist to, to the other side. And it was because Larry Elder, because they were having, and you can go watch the video online, and they were talking about, um, you know, cops killing, you know, blacks. And then Larry was like, "No, let me tell you something. The stats is black on black killing is 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 it has is the is where most of it happens. It's not cops. He goes, he gave statistics. He goes, here are the stats: white on white, black on black, cops on, uh, you know, uh, whites, cops on black. And it was insignificant. It's the media that's been pushing the narrative. And by the way, well, yeah. I'm gonna step on you. It's proven, and you can look at the stats. More whites are killed by cops than anybody. Yeah, that's right. That I'm glad you mentioned that because I had slipped my mind. That's right. That's right. And and so, now, okay. yeah. And when and right now because we're in the middle of another one right now in uh, Minneapolis, which is, is horrible what happened. But then, you know, someone on Twitter pointed out, well, what about the elder couple, the 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 veteran, eighty four year old, uh, eighty three year old, went to the cemetery and then were gunned down by a black man. You know, random. Yeah, but let's say forget the one. What about this? Look at what Eric Holder and Obama did. Obama once put on a hoodie and said that Trayvon Martin looked like he could have been his son, yet he never put on a military uniform and said about the decorated black men or women who did great things for the nation and said they could have been his son. He focused on criminals versus heroes. And this is where people have lost their way. Because you had a black president who had the greatest ability to conjoin all of our unity and make us the best thing that ever happened. But yet he decided to divide us with Eric Holder and his hatred for the Western civilization. So shame on everybody who supported Obama and did not know the facts of what he was doing to our country. Well, that's classic. That's classic Marxism. It's when you elevate the oppressed. That's exactly. And then you get their vote enough to say, hey, give me socialism. And in two years, we'll have communism. And those of you listening who are open minded, shame on you if you don't realize it's true. Yeah, you got to go read your history on this one. And I'm still reading my history on this one. Um, The Gulag Archipelago uh, by Solzhenitsyn. You know, thank you. Thank you. God for Jordan Peterson for turning me on to that. I started reading it and it's, it's voluminous, but it lays out exactly what all this was about. People snitching on each other, going to jail, you know, gulags and the, even the, the ones who were most, who created the most egregious crimes ran the prison cells. I mean, it's yep. freaking horrible. Right. And just because you were, you know, had a farm and you, you, you were supporting your family, you had too much and they took it away from you. And put the and these people would sent to gulags and died. That's See, here's the thing, Mark. I want to just yeah. say something. Power is poisonous. 
I am a very low level person, yet I have a high position where if I was sick, you should see what I could do with my power. But I'm not that guy. So take me as a nobody who has an entry level position who could really make a lot of determinations about changing certain things right. versus somebody who can change a state, a county, a nation, etc. This is what we must fear. And people are not fearing that. They are literally standing in front of some person and applauding their desire to control them. That makes me sick. And as a Marine, it makes me say, you know what? All of you applauding, I wish you would carry a weapon into a dangerous situation one time and realize you're wrong yes. to applaud somebody who has a degree who never, ever, ever lived in the city telling you what you should have to do. I hate that. And well, you're also well. You're a you, like you, you. The example you just gave. You're in a position of power that you could abuse it, but you don't, because you're a principled person. You have strong moorings to some kind of ethical ethics that 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 keeps you from doing that. And plus, you like people. And to people who are not doing that, who are these tyrants that you talk about, they have no moral ethics. They don't believe in anything except for power and money. And that's why I, I've, I've said this on this podcast. When you look at the morals and principles of those people, where is it? It's not founded in any God. It's not founded in any religion. I know, we, you, know you said this. You know, you're not a religious person. Right. But to some people, that really keeps them grounded. And uh, their, only, their only mooring is more power. Uh, and they do it in the guise of saying, we're doing it for your safety. Whenever anyone says that, <laughs> they want to control you. You laugh because you know that. We're doing well, it for you. I don't you know want to laugh. It's the same thing when they say, we care about your kids. They don't. No, no. They, they, the only one who cares about your kids is you and your yeah. family. I mean, your, your neighbor down the street, if they don't know you, don't care about your kids. Why would someone in an office care about your kids? Yeah, they might come running if your house is on fire and ask the fire department, did you pull the kid out of the bedroom? Yes. But they're not going to put your kids before them. And that's not to say that most people don't have caring values. It's about where they decide to care. And that's my frustration because, again, you're doing something that is bringing light to the problems versus the facts of failure. So you're going, hey, this is what's going on. But most people don't know the facts of the failure. They just know that they were told this is why we suck as Republicans. Hmm. And that's where I get frustrated because I don't really want to be labor. Listen, I'm an independent. But I do always vote further to the right than the left. But again, I will tell you, if you go back in history, pre-Obama, the Democrats were just simply Democrats, not leftists. I don't have a problem with liberalism. I don't like all of it. But I think liberalism is more open-mindedness than it is anti-Americanism. But leftism is pure anti-American. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I get frustrated because I don't care. Listen, I'm a conservative who doesn't care about gay sex. I don't give a shit about your personal life. I don't think the government should tell you how to live your life. Right. And, and I probably lost a few people in this, but it's not really my issue. What I don't like is anti-Americanism. Yes. And, and, and Mark, I've watched two and a half of your, or of your podcast and, and all of those, you say, Oh, you're his friend. You don't know it all. But Mark and I have listened to everything over the years, but here's my take. I don't like when you want to demean or discredit what we've done for centuries to make us the leader of the free world. It's fact. The same thing that happens when people hate the Yankees, the Patriots, not now more. I'm a Red Wings fan, but they suck now. But when you take these top teams, everybody hates them because they're good. Well, guess what happens with America? Everyone hates us because we're good. And then we're allowing, and I don't mean Mark and I, but many people are allowing people to hate us and try to bring us down. How dare you? How dare you allow that mentality? You Stand tall and say you are not going to come into my nation and break us down. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the patriots we're looking for right now. That's the patriots we want everyone to be. And if you're on the fence and you didn't know how that voice, get together with people. And we are, we're, we're at a precipice right now where people want to change it. And not, we're not going to let it happen. This is our revolution. We can do it without bullets, man. We just do it with us coming together and agreeing like, no, pointing the finger like you're not telling us what to do. Right. Um, 
Yeah, you and, know. And, and listen, real quick, and, and I will tell all of you, Mark is very intelligent, well-read, and I'm not kissing his ass, but this is true. He can name every name and everything about who said what. I'm not that guy. But as a Marine, I can tell you exactly why. And I'm not going to say I was willing to die because I was not willing to die. One of the greatest quotes by McCarthy was, uh, don't, don't die for them. Make them die for their country. And here's my point. I was willing to fight for the ideology of this country, not die for it. Mm. And so what Mark said today is why I'm with him. Because we're not willing to die for stupidity, but we're going to fight hard to make sure that ignorance is destroyed. Amen to that, man. That's a good one. And uh, a great place to end on the conversation because I could just keep going with you. And I hope all the folks who listen to this podcast really got a lot out of this today because I did. And I, and I certainly want to have you on again because there's more things I want to cover with you, um, especially about you, you changed my aspect on the military and what they do around the world. And I want to get into that at some other point. But uh, thanks for being here, man. All right. We'll talk again. Okay, brother. Okay.